came here. I'm D. I'm here sitting with uh, the famous Andrew Evans. Uh, Andrew uh, kind of made a relationship out being uh, on the sidelines, seeing him at Miami. Um, we asking him to tell me stuff, help me with stuff all the time. No, you're always like, hey, <laughs> we'll be at some game that's not a Miami one. Who's this kid or who's this kid? Did he put like this long scroll? Yeah. Like, remember the time at IMG, I said, uh, like, hey, man, who, who's the IMG recruits? And he put out this put out this, this folder with every team and all the recruits on every team. And I was like, man, I need to take this more serious. <laughs> and then he gave me a list of all the IMG, um, all the UM kids that was IMG. And that's when they had uh, the wide receiver. What's his name? The wide receiver. Hightower. Hightower. No, no. That's when they had the one that's there now. Um, oh, what is his name? What's the wide receiver name? Uh, Redding. Red, that's when they had uh, Redding. Red, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when they had Redding. That's when they had Redding. Um, so what's going on, bro? Not much, man. You know, geared up for a crazy June. Right, 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 right. You, what, what are you from? You, are you from Florida? So I'm, uh, I'm originally from Orlando. Um, from Orlando, uh, went to FAU. So that's when I first was in uh, South Florida for a little bit. That's when mm-hmm. I got my first exposure. Yeah. To South Florida, and then uh, once I graduated, worked in North Carolina for a little bit. Was up in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got recruited away to go to 247 Sports, and they're like, you know, where do you want to go? You know, because they were just going to hire me. Right. Like, there was no position yet. Uh, and I had done two winners at Notre Dame, and there it, like, snows. Yeah. And, like, a guy from Florida, like, I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, like, one day it snowed, and, like, everyone, like, still went into work. I'm like, yeah, I thought it was, like, a hurricane. Like, you don't, you, like, do, like everything shuts down. Uh, so I said, I said Miami, or I, I think I said Florida, Florida State, Miami, and that's right when they hired Rick. Yeah. Um, like I, I think my first week was that an initial Paradise Camp when they had Jerry Judy, uh, Devontae Smith. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the best. That might have been the best camp ever. Alex Leatherwood. Yeah. Um, I mean, went you went home was overwhelmed after that. Yeah. Like. So that was it, and then um, I've been here ever since, and you know. Just bought a house, so like, there's no, there's no immediate plan to leave South Florida. I think it's just the best of, right? Really, I mean, this is ground zero for what we do. So, right, right, right. that 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 Paradise Camp, some of the names, Leatherwood, Devontae Smith was there. Yeah, uh, everybody was there, um, and it was almost like everybody was in play for Miami at that at that time. Um, how did they do recruiting that year? You remember? Man, you know, I, I think Mark Rick doesn't get enough credit for being a good recruiter talk to me you know i think i think the wheels came off a little bit at the end yeah. maybe that it was a, a bit of a burnout but dude when they attacked that 2018 class uh even the class before that they had a national brand like they went and they got brevin jordan like that was a big deal like he was priority one right um and there was other examples i mean obviously that's one but like that initial paradise game like alex leatherwood came like i don't know if We'll ever see that again, like a five-star in-state lineman that they probably really didn't have a chance for. Right. He, he came and he worked out. Yeah. And then I remember Devonte Smith. He wasn't gonna work out, and then some of the South Florida kids were like teasing him. And I remember he was just sitting on the sidelines. All of a sudden, they found him cleats, and then bam, he's out there. And I think the craziest thing about the whole Paradise <laughs> Camp is Mark Pope might have been the best kid there that day. Yeah. It's like what? It's like Say it again. He was. So, so we're not gonna act like we all were blind. You yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's 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 one on ones, right. not pads. Um, yeah, but it was just. I mean, like DJ Dallas was playing corner. It's uh, it was. They got a video of Gilbert Fireson 
Got yeah. flipped. Somebody flipped them. Um, <laughs> I, that day, that day was epic. We thought Paradise Camp was gonna always be like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully, then they start putting up barriers and they started. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I hope, got a hope, different. Hopefully, the visitors list gets like that again. Right. I mean, I don't know how they did that, but like I said, I think Mark Richt. I think he when he showed up in Miami, he had some energy. Yeah. And he's a good recruiter. I mean, he is good. I think he's very, very good with kids. Uh huh. Um, you know, maybe it's that, like grandpa mentality, but I think it. I think it clicks. He talks about God a lot. Too. Yeah, and I think that yeah, clicks I think with that some. resonates in the community and, a lot. And the other thing, Rick, Rick had a really good staff around him. You know, maybe maybe not his son, or you know, <laughs> the, the, everyone will roll their eyes at that. But he had some veteran coaches that would work for him and line up and work for him. Isn't I, that the answer? But that is that's the answer. That's the Bush yeah. Davis secret weapon. That's yeah. it's the answer. With the staff that you can. The staff that you can build. Alabama, man. Oh, shit. I don't know what that is. They got over there. They, they got good staffs, under good staffs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just they saying. I'm head coaches. They got their staff, man. If you're, if, you're, if you're a head coach that people want to work for, you're always going to have a good staff. Right. And I'm not saying this is the issue with Manny Diaz, but when you were never a head coach anywhere before, right. it's hard for some guys to, you know, not put their career on the line, but take that step, go and work for a first-year head coach. So you know, I think Manny's gotten better. I think he's learned from his mistakes at Miami. Right. We've seen some of the people he's brought in. You know, Rob Likens, I think, is a great hire. Right. Garen Justice is a great hire. Those are guys that have been coordinators. Garen Justice was a head coach. People don't even realize that at the lower level. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was at some school in West Virginia. You know, I think Rhett Lashley's a rising star. I think so. I think he's who, if UCF didn't get Gus Miles on, like, that's – Think yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they, you know, they were. I mean, that would have made a ton of sense. So he's never been a head coach, huh? He is not, no. oh. but he has bounced around. He has right. bounced around. He gives you a head coach energy, dog. Like when we sit in there, and we talk to him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. His his his, his energy, his demand, like on the field and doing practice, like he controls. Like like uh, they get a lot out of that offense. Um. They they they're very demanding. Well, he's, he's, out there. he's the head coach of the offense. There's yeah. no reason. Manny, even yeah, right. No, no, but right, right. You know, I think he was trying to be CEO, and then now he's going to call the defense. And I think it's just because he feels so comfortable with what, what he's Red's going to get out of that offense. I mean, Red is the head coach of the offense. Manny's the head coach, head coach, but it, you know, it's kind of a split. I think. Right, 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 right. So, so from Notre Dame, you get hired to come to Miami. Right. Um, and that Paradise Camp, you say, was the first, was the first, your first entrance to entrance into Miami. Yeah. Um, and then, so from that point forward, the Miami program, the Miami program as a whole, when you look at the Miami program, do you, does it look like it's on its way up? Or does it look like it's marking time? What does it look like to you? Well, I think that first few years for Rick, you're like, it's just going up. I know. And then, you know, when you go back to that pinstripe bull loss, you know. <laughs> you know, because if you cover the, if you cover the, the recruiting like, and you interact with the kids, and you, you know the coaches. Like, you can just get a feel for the energy. Right. And, like, it was so sucked out. Like, I remember they had that huge um, official visit weekend, and I was, you know, somewhere where, like, a lot of kids were wrapping up their official visits. And it was just so deflating. Like, Keon Zipper was there. Lloyd Summerall was there. Like, all these big names. And, like... You know, if they had closed out that season and won some games, like maybe they'd get right. those guys, right. but they didn't. And you just – like it just – they had this feeling like, oh, what's going on? And then they go and hire Manny Diaz. I mean, there's excitement. And, and you know, it, it's hard just in 2020 because you're, you're out of practice. You're watching it on TV. But I do think Rhett 
has the offense in the right direction. I think Derek King. I think Manny has learned on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it sounds you know not cliche, but it sucks to be like, well, this will be the year we know. Um, but I think we'll know a lot this year. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and last year, you know, they could have easily crumbled. You know, that's a a difficult COVID year. Yeah. Um, and they did a lot of good things. Did it in how in how they wanted? No. But you have to give. I, I, you know, I'm not a Miami guy. Like I'm not a Miami fan. Like I don't know oh, nothing, no? about, nothing about the program. Like uh-huh. that's you know I'm, I'm I'm a guy. I went to FAU. You're FAU fan. <laughs> FAU. My parents have season tickets to Florida. You know, yeah. like I I didn't grow up on Miami. I I just think Manny sometimes get bashed for a lot of reasons. But you know, people don't want to give him credit in what he did in 2020 and how he's addressing these issues. I mean, look at the quarterback room. Uh-huh. You know, they got Derek King. You got Tyler Van Dyke, who looked good in the spring game. They go and get Jake Garcia, even right. though the, even the whole fan base thinks that you know. <laughs> what they think? Yeah, what the fan base think? They, 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 <laughs> they weren't going to get him, but I'm just saying he has right, right. he has he has found he's, he's went spread offense. Everyone said they need to do that. He's addressed the need at quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's righted that. So we'll see. Did um, you know he was coming? Who? Jake. Um. No, I mean. I thought that they were in it. I know yeah. a lot of people thought that they weren't. We went up there on the way to the Clemson game, me and David Lake, who I work with. Um, and I, I thought the chances were pretty low, but mm-hmm. I I'd, I'd spoke to him after the game. I was like, okay, I, I, I think Miami can do it. Yeah. And then when, when we got closer to the early signing period, I mean, normally the rule of thumb in, in recruiting is follow the visits, okay? Right. So if a kid, if a kid visits somewhere, forward. yeah, yeah. You know, it's not that hard to figure out. When he visited for – that North Carolina game, you're like, all right, he's definitely going there. Right. But the North Carolina game was one of the worst games in Miami history. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I never put much stock into the on-field performances, but this is the one where, like, there was all of a sudden a sense of panic behind the scenes. And I think Miami's like, whoa. You see Yeah, like, this didn't this didn't go good. And, right. You know, Arkansas was legitimately in there. Um, so, I, you know, we knew a few days before. Right. Um, but it, 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 yeah, but it's it's always up in the air, man. It's always recruiting. You know, you I never tell know. People that all the time, it's fluid. Like they, no, but they, the, they, people don't. They think they don't think it is. Because they think these kids. They think these. You, we're around kids all the time. Yeah. They're kids, and the, the fans forget that they're kids, and the fans forget that how they made decisions at 17 and 18, and they think these kids have it figured out. Yeah. And a lot of times they don't. You have grown men recruiting kids. Yeah. And what they're presenting them could be confusing for grown men. Yeah. <laughs> it can be confusing for grown men sometimes. Um, and so it's fluid. So you can crystal ball somebody all you want to. And then you wake up and somebody said the right thing to them. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't change. Well, and it's not even the kids, man. It's, it's, I, I think there's a lot of people don't realize parents and then like, Parents that weren't involved in the recruiting process all of a sudden get involved. Yeah. You know, there's an example of one recruit down here in the 22 cycle. You know, from everything I'd heard, people involved in that recruitment, you know, this person in the family was running point. All of a sudden we get to, you know, early May, and now some other relatives running point. So it's like everything has <laughs> – the whole dynamic of the recruitment's changed, you know? And that's the evidence. People don't understand that, yeah. man. You just write a book, fool. You write a book because people don't understand how weird recruiting is. Yes. Um, it, it gets really weird, and they always think it's just it's either not, he's a fan or somebody handed him a bag of money. It's not black and white. No, not at all. There's, there's it, it, it a has, lot of gray area. <laughs> that's what they always think, um, <clears throat> and it's really not that. So listen, 
the star thing. Explain on right here on Caneville football field with us. The stars project okay. what they're doing in high school or project what they will be in college. So that's it. I can only speak to 24-7 sports. And That's I think, all I want you to talk okay. about. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of confusion. So when you look at a 24-7 sports profile, you're going to see two star rankings. You're yeah. going to see the one on the top, that's the composite. Right. And you see the one below it, which is the smaller one, that's the 24-7 sports one. So the composite is a combination of 247 sports, ESPN, and rivals. It's a formula. I don't know. It takes every ranking, and it spits out a number. Gotcha. Okay, that is the big one. So okay. that's, a, that's a, industry-generated is the term. Just learn something. All right. The if you knew that, you knew that. I guess I don't read it. The, the, the bottom one is is the twenty four seven sports one. So how we have it set up, and it's to be modeled after the NFL draft. And this was all framework put in before me. You uh-huh. know, I'm just you know, I'm a spokesman for it now. But I, I agree with all of it. Right. Obviously, you know, I believe in it. Um, there's a rankings council of people. You know, I'm on it. There's eight people. We do a, a call every week. Um, and what we're trying to do with the 24-7 sports rankings is project to the next level, the NFL. So if you're a four-star, we think you're a guy that will play in the NFL. Projecting to the NFL. Yes. That's why we only have five uh, – sorry, 32 five-stars to uh, model after the 32 first-round picks. So we don't just – you know, so you, that makes yeah. sense now. And once you get a five star, you keep a five star. Right. So it's very, um, you know, I think right now we only have like eight. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe the opening finals, right? I remember Amon Ross St. Brown two years ago. We would, he, he tore up something and we're like, all right, they're just going to give him his fist armor. And Barton Simmons made that decision that day. Uh, but normally it's closer to signing days when the, the, it's finalized. But, yeah, so you have 32 first round. You know, the 32 five stars are essentially we're saying, hey, we think these guys are five stars. Yeah. Right? And then you, you would go, what, 25 to 100. That's day two, second to third. And then 100 to uh, 250, that's your fourth to seventh. Yeah. And then you got some wiggle room here and there. So all of it is projection, too. Yes. So, I- so that's why so if we say a kid's a high three-star – we're saying you could be a very, 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 very good college player. Right. We're just saying maybe for this reason or that, we don't know if necessarily you are an NFL roster guy. And, it, you right. know, obviously you're going to miss. Everyone misses. You know, obviously you're going to be wrong. But right, that, right, right. that is the idea and thought process behind the whole thing. I mean, but, what do you, but once they get to college, does the stars go away on their profile? No, they're always they're on still, there. They, yeah, they yeah. still sit there? They still sit there. Well, that's at least one thing you guys do that Mel Kuyper and what's the name really don't do. I mean – yeah. It's right there for you to just look at. It. Every time you pull it up, it's right there to look at. Yeah. So you're projecting to the NFL. Right. That's why it's not as many five stars. Right. That's why. I, so I, that's I why. That's why you'll go out there, right? And you'll uh-huh. see. You, maybe you'll see a kid. Uh, let's say it's like a like a Chris Graves. So he's a kid that was going to visit Miami the first weekend. Uh-huh. Chris Graves is a wide receiver turned corner, extremely raw. Okay, he's, he's going to be raw, as raw as anything. You're going to see him and you're going to be like, wow, they, they think this kid's a four-star? But we're not thinking, hey, we're not expecting this kid to line up week one against Alabama. Right. We're trying to think in four and five years, based on what we know, based on how we study the NFL draft, how we've evaluated him, we think this kid has a very, very good chance of making it to the league. Why? Because we've studied all the corners that have been drafted. A majority of them also played offense in high school. Yeah. A majority of them are right around sub 1100 meter dash guys. He's 1101. Right. Uh, a more majority of them, you know, I, I think there's 
like one corner was under 5'11", that was drafted, so obviously you got to be long. So that's right. the whole thought process behind it. And then, you know, everything goes into it. It's in-game evaluations, it's film, it's statistics, testing's huge. You know, everyone thinks it's just, we see them and that's the ranking and that's it. You know, it's a, it's, it's a little different, a lot different yeah. than it sounds like. Yeah, and it goes back and forth. And, you know, you're comparing that guy to a kid in Texas. And it's not just me watching it, it's seven other people that are watching it, right. so. You know, there's a lot that go, and there's no exact formula, and you're always trying to get better. No, there's no exact formula. So how do you so so how do you feel about South Florida kids? So you're now you're going to say now you're venturing to Georgia, right? Right. South Florida kids. I was told by Florida State recruiters that basically they don't even look at South Florida kids' height, weight. It's because they're they're not they're not eating right, anything in that nature. But South Florida talent is like elite. When you start comparing it to uh, other states, it's 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 different. Um, it has to be hard for y'all to do when you're comparing, like Bryce Brown back in. I don't even know if you remember yeah. that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Arthur Brown and Bryce Brown, and they were the number one in the nation. And trying to compare them and their competition to a kid, to Dalvin Cook, who's playing against, who they week in week out, he's being challenged by kids that can actually tackle him. And, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and. You know, I think the best thing that's hap- helped me uh-huh. is getting exposure going into Georgia or going to national tournaments right. or going to the opening finals. Like, yeah, you know, like, am I qualified? Like, did I work in an NFL scouting department? No, but for the past eight years, I've seen every elite recruit in some type of setting. Right. So you develop a Rolodex and you can compare those guys. And, you know, we try to. Again, referencing the NFL draft, we have a general idea of how many guys from the state of Florida are selected every year. So it's, right. you know, it's, I think that number is right around like 36, something like that. Um, so when we compile a top 24-7, all that's taken into account. Now we can think, hey, it's a really good year in Florida. Maybe we're going to have 40 guys in there. But we're always trying to check and balance ourselves. Uh-huh. Like you're never going to see, you know, 35 quarterbacks in there because 35 quarterbacks aren't getting drafted. Right, you know, right, that right. number is only max right. 12, 13, 14. So um, you know, and, and that's what makes those events so good is the opening. Like, you know, it's seven on seven. You know, they're not, they're not in pads. But, yeah, you're right. But right. when you get these guys going through the same drills, you can kind of stack them when you go back and compare them on film. So that's, that's kind of Okay, right, so 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 when, when they all get in the same arena is when you, you have to do it. Right. Yeah, that's when you have to make okay. But yes, it, like look, guys can have bad days. But I'm saying if you took a wide receiver from Pennsylvania, a wide receiver from Georgia, a wide receiver from California, you know, a one from Florida, one from Texas, and they're all running the same six drills over and over again, you know, you can kind of figure out how right. these. It's the same thing they do at the NFL Combine. Right. Right. right, right you know, right. That, so that's why those things are important. Obviously, you know, that's. The ideal situation, but right. you know, sometimes it doesn't happen, and then the All American games are important. But you know, that's how you kind of do it. But I, you know, I, I'm always going to value South Florida guys. You know, I know how it is here. Broward <laughs> County, Broward County, what they did in, in the 2021 NFL drafts, insane. It's crazy. And uh, you know, I, I personally do you like, know the number? How many? I just knew the American Heritage number. I, I think that it was like 12, 10, wow. 10, 10 in the first couple of rounds. That's sick. And then like, there's the kid who went to Appalachian State. Um, for Miramar, right? And, you know, he got drafted in the fifth round by the Packers. I, I don't know his name. I feel so bad right now. But, like, look, to me, I mean, he was before my time, but we had him in ranks as a two-star. So, like, 
my radar goes up, it's like, all right, why was this guy a two star? Like, I don't want to miss this next kid. Yeah. So that's you know that's that's kind of what I do. And I think sometimes the kids get to college and their perspective change. Like right. their perspective change, maybe their work ethic may change. Um, and you mentioned the like the weight thing. Like, yeah. I'm never really concerned. Like, I'm looking at frame. Yeah. Because I understand that. I've seen you know some programs have really good weight rooms here. Others. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, and then at home they're not eating. Yeah, exactly. they're, they're eating soda, potato chips for dinner. I mean, sometimes so. Yeah, yeah so it's not like uh, Greg Rousseau was a skinny wide receiver, uh-huh. and he got to Miami, and in two months it was almost he had 15, 20 pounds on him in two months. I know. I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even recognize him. So listen, one day seven on seven tournament, me and you were there, and it was Florida Fire versus Boom, and Mark Pope went crazy. Right. right, and he got a fourth start after that. Right, Mark Pope hasn't had that much success in Miami. Looking at Mark Pope in high school, was all of our evaluation mainly? No, he did seven? it in pads. Talk to me. He did it in pads. He like I. Remember. I know he caught that. He caught the pass this day. I remember that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, I I've had this conversation with someone the other day, um, it, just about the. How the recruiting landscape changes uh-huh. in, in, or not the high school football landscape. Like, yeah. I remember when I was first in the job, I went to Southridge like every other week. Right. I haven't been to Southridge, back, you know, since. Yeah. So, but I watched a lot of Mark Pope, and Mark Pope was good in big games, you know, against Deerfield Beach in the playoffs. I remember when they played Belen Jesuit, um, like, uh, Belen Jesuit didn't have lights at the time, so they played like at noon on a Friday in the state playoffs, and he, you know, Don Chaney was on one side, and it was D Wiggins, Mark Pope. Um, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. And Pope was, Pope was <laughs> he, he did. He, he was, did. I was, 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 was there. He, he had a good game that game. Was he a seven on seven All Star? Yes. But yeah. he also did it in pads. Right. He also had the track numbers. I mean, it's just a case where it just hasn't 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 out. clicked. And that's what I was trying to tell people. I was like, listen, I don't see Mark Pope work out. I don't see him in practice. I don't see like you put him out there. And like you said, he was at Paradise Camp. He was the best wide receiver there. Yeah. I, I just think. Um, a lot of it's. I we mean, try to make it that cut and dry. Oh man, what did we miss? And maybe, uh-huh. maybe it's his tenure at Miami, um, him and Wiggins, and it's been three years. Harley was going the same way. It was, it was. It was almost like when I would see Harley, Harley would look at me, and it was like, uh, it felt like he felt. It wasn't the happy Harley anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't like the happy-go-lucky kid anymore. And and it's almost like. I'm just assuming. Seems as if he let himself down, or he let the fans down. It's a feeling that you get from them, and it's like, man, it's not even. It's not really all of that. So maybe it's just the tenure at Miami, man, that took a toll on them. And I, I hope they bounce back because it okay. it bothers me when I see yeah. kids I know fail. <laughs> it's, been really a, it's been a revolving door of wide receiver coaches. Coaches, period, right? Yeah, well, yeah staff, I mean, period. Yeah, Ron Dugans to Taylor Stubblefield to Rob Likens. You right. know, I don't think it's like. Yes, and obviously at Alabama and other schools there's changes, but you know I think that contributes a little bit to it. You got one guy telling you to do one thing, the next guy's going to tell you. It contributes a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think it contributes a lot because they're looking up to these guys. The guys when they okay, so they're growing up in high school. You get your coach; it's the same coach most likely for four years. You football, the guy same mentor, and then all of a sudden you got to get into this professional mindset of I got to do what I have to do. Um, and if they, whoever, no matter what, if they change, I need to be able to do X, Y, and Z, X, Y, Z yeah. every day to get yeah. better. Um, and, I, and I don't know if all of them have it. Um, the kid that came from Buffalo, you saw what he did when KJ. he got here. Yeah. 
that 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 right there was a testament of okay, well, you want to be successful, you could just turn the turned the music on and made us a, a video of how to be successful and just watched him for the next six, seven months. Um, but it's like the light, that light doesn't come on for all of them. Doesn't seem like it. Or maybe they all don't have that work ethic. I don't know. I don't think college is easy. <laughs> <laughs> you say you don't think it's easy? No, I think the 515, you know, my favorite thing to do is at these spring games, you've got all the kids that are, let's uh, say you're, seniors from last you know they're they did their first semester in college yeah. some of them that enrolled early they come back i'm like how is it because you know they're doing the 515 workouts right, and right. it's it's amazing some of these kids have already gone through transformation but i think you get a reality check right pretty soon about what it's like and it's either for you or it's not oh no yeah 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 um and it, yeah and it's a lot of them it's not it's not for them but they don't realize it until they smack them in their face. And I was like, man, do I really want to get up at six? Yeah. And then <laughs> go this hard. Because this, yeah, it's not like a half speed. Like, we're going this hard. Then we got to go to school. Yeah. And, and no. So, so no, it, it is. It is. So, some kids. Tell me some kids that Miami are really looking at or, or probably really need to get uh, in this coming recruiting class. Because we only have two so far. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I know. and circling back to that, I mean, that Quan Lee thing, like, yeah, you know, when he when he announced that he's going to commit yesterday, uh-huh. or I, don't, you know, I don't know when you're posting this video, like, I knew Miami was likely the pick because they had, yeah, were there on Zoom with him the night before, but man, in the days leading up, like, there was some, some, un, un, un you know, no one was really sure. And, like, the fans right. don't understand that. Like, West Virginia's in there. I mean, you got to Quan Lee's never been to Coral Gables. Rob Likens has never sat down with Quan Lee. So he's just listening to this kid on the phone. Like, you never – you don't really know. They don't know. A lot of times the coaches don't know either. Um, a lot of times the, the saying don't. is if the coaches don't know, it's yeah. not them. But yeah, uh, I think – I don't think the whole staff knew. Uh, but, yeah, they, they got two. Uh, I think they got to go one of these big edge rushers. Yeah. Because we just depleted. And why, I, I think a kid like Shamar or, or, or one of these big, Najalik, I think from what Miami just did with their defensive ends, they should, they should want to, yeah, they should, they should want to come in behind that. Yeah. Well, I said this on a, a podcast the other day. Like, I mean, I get it, the allure of, of going to – like, if I'm Miami, what I'm trying to sell to Najalik Kelly and Shamar Stewart and Marvin Jones Jr., it's like, look, man, like we play in a in a in like a four three traditional right. defense. Like if you go to maybe one of these Alabama or Georgias, like you might have to be more of a outside linebacker. And I don't know if those guys like right. and, and yeah, sure, there's a ton of three fours in the NFL, like eventually you might have to do that, but you know, Miami has a very like scheme friendly system right. like for defensive ends. So they got to capitalize on that. And you got Jess Simpson there, who was in the NFL. Like, I think that should help more. So we'll see. Um, you know, I, I don't know where, where Nigel Leak's leaning. He's going to visit Clemson, I wrote that this morning. Yeah. You know, they just got involved. I don't think Georgia's a player. He seems to be, like, irritated that Georgia offered literally an hour after Clemson <laughs> did. It's funny how that works out. So we'll, we'll see. You know, on him, I think he's, he's going he's gonna to have his suitors. Right. Um, but I do think Shamar, you know, uh-huh. I think they're in there. You know, my crystal ball or whatever's on LSU, but I think Georgia. Everybody's crystal ball. I think Georgia's like. Yeah. When we brought him in here, like, when X was talking to him, and LSU was the first thing that came out of his mouth. I know. 
but that was like all after their big title title run, you know. So right, right. like LSU's got to win this year, yeah. You know, so they could very well not win. And so Miami's in there with. with I think Shamar might be the one they have the best chance at. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> you know, I I hate to say one thing and held to it, but yeah, I, I would think. No, so. No man, we ain't holding nobody to anything. He, 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 he's visited Miami more than anywhere else, and you know, I think the safest. You know, because this is the next thing where everyone asks, like, all right, now you got to rank the four. So you got those two, Kenyatta, you know, rank the four. How do you rank the four? And I don't know. I thought Shamar on Tuesday night. <laughs> that you, I mean, it was inter-squad scrimmage. You know, there was a 225-pound guy trying to block him. But, like, he was twitched up. He did some things that I – he answered a lot of questions for me. Honestly, I thought he wasn't even going to – I thought I was going to show up and he wasn't going to be dressed right. out. right. Because he has to do a lot of events. And I guess that really was because he wasn't 100%. So that was encouraging. You know, it kind of reaffirmed what we thought about him. Right. Um, I think Nigelique might have the highest ceiling on all of him. I think he's just scratching his surface. You know, I'm, I'm one that thinks maybe he's more of an inside guy. And I get it. Everyone wants to think he's an edge. And that's fine. He might be an edge. But I think he could eventually be 270 pounds. And the safest one's Marvin Jones Jr. Why do you say he's the safest one? This goes. This circles back to the rankings thing. I mean, if you guys watch the NFL draft, how many guys were selected that their dad was a star player or right. played in the NFL? Right. Marvin Jones' dad was a Buckus Award winner. Yeah. He, Shady tree. Yeah. He's a, he's Ten years in the legend. NFL. Yeah. Um, so if you had a bank, like if I, you know, there was odds on which guy's going to be selected, I would put my money on yeah. Marvin Jones. I mean, just right, right, right. Like, and if you're playing the odds game, like that's the one you would bank on. And he is, he, he, he's a, he, he, he's bigger seen, than his dad. Have you seen him recently? Oh, my God. Yeah. We saw him. We did the Mary Harris thing the other day, and he looked like a mutant he's or something. 240 now, yeah. He's uh, he's another former wide receiver. Right. He was a yeah. wide receiver, and it's right. just, it's a, it's a crazy year, and I think some of these guys will definitely pan out. I mean, yeah. So you said Miami has to land one of those guys. I think they got to land one of those. I think they got to get Jacoby Spells at um, American Heritage. This Twan's got a Twan like Jacoby. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. it's a really, really good year nationally uh-huh. for corners, um, and that's good for Miami because Miami needs to get corners. But right. my my point to that is, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, LSU—they can't take all of them. They can't take all. And in Miami, they have been in these battles over the past. Know, two three years it's the same thing they left the altar they're always number two always number two right um and i think they should be able to get some this year jacoby spells you know i i don't i, I expect earl little jr you know i know he's a legacy i think he's gonna go to alabama that's just the way i think this one's trending uh but jacoby spells i mean his other schools are indiana west virginia syracuse miami's got to beat him uh-huh. You know, so I think they should, they got to get him. I think he's really good. And again, talking profile, right. former wide receiver, he's got elite ball skills, elite track time. So right, right. He he, he, he tests out. Um, but he's who's on him? West Virginia's on him. Yeah, I think, I think West Virginia is the biggest threat. Because his coach played for West Virginia, right? Think, huh. think, I think um, Daryl Porter, right? Yeah. I think so. I heard he's pushed. You've heard the same as I. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, um. I think he likes Miami. We went to go shoot him. He had on all Miami stuff. Yeah. Um, they got to get him, though. And they, I think they know they have to get him. Um, so if they get him, and then they get the, the Graves kid I was talking about. Uh-huh. You know, Graves, to me, is like a 
it's kind of like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. I compare his uh, personality to Gilbert Frierson. Uh huh. And I think Miami like needs some of that edge a little bit. Yeah. Here and there, and uh, so you know, like G seven, like yeah, like you know, they need like everyone's like, how does the U get back to what it was like in the eighties and nineties? Like, obviously, you're never gonna get that, but I think right. if you can get inject a little of it. Just that competitive nature on the field. Like, they're right. going to want that. So they get him. And then there's another kid that's going to visit next week, Kamari Rogers. Yeah, he's yeah. from number one player in Mississippi. AMG? No, he's in Mississippi. Oh, Kamari Rogers. Corner. 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 Yeah, long corner. You know, they're in a good spot with him. So they get those three. That's their best corner haul since I've been on. Yeah. You know. Right, right, right. On the, on the, on and the they beat. need some, too. I'm, um, we're kind of thin. Kind of thin. <laughs> yeah, kind of thin at cornerback. Um, so so uh, before we get out of here, the, I remember the one the, the time we were at a American game, right? And I was telling you uh, American had a D one. Say, man, American got a D one quarterback. Remember? And he Travis. Had, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, listen, before the game, I said, listen, man, American got a D one quarterback, dog. We saw him play last week, and you looked at me and you were like, D one what? <laughs> and he threw like a forty yard bomb, and I looked back at you, it was like, oh, oh my. He's at what UCF now, right? No, he's at USF. He's he played USF. as a true freshman. Yeah, yeah. I I saw at a, at American the first time I saw him play. Um, I don't technically break kids down. I'm not going to sit here and, and technically break it down. It's something that I can see. I can right. I can see talent. I've been watching these little kids for so long, and I can see it. And I and I knew he had it. Then he transfers to Central. Uh, has I right, yeah, but yeah, he was a D1 kid. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he, was, he, was a, he was a D1 kid um, And he played at South Florida But I heard it right now He's battling out with somebody Yeah. Um, so anything else you want to tell any, any These fans about 247 Because you just cleared up a lot With me <laughs> when they, now I just realized That you guys are projecting to the NFL Yeah. And it's not about what 2-2 Is doing on Friday night in high school Y'all are looking at them and projecting right. to, the, to the NFL Yeah um, I mean if you're, a, if you're a high three star Like we still think you're like a really, 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 really good player. Right. And, you know, I, I, I think people think there was like the bias in the rankings or whatnot. Like, we want to get the rankings right. Right, right, right. Because of credibility. And, and right. like, you know, there's a ton of, like, kids always ask me, like, why haven't I been ranked yet? Or, like, this, this, and that. I'm like, man, sometimes they're like, we're just waiting to gather more information. Uh-huh. The last thing I want to do is rank a kid high and then have to move him down. Right. I'd rather rank a kid low and then move him up. You right. know, and we're not trying to hurt feelings or anything like that. Like, we're just trying but to... But you're going to hurt feelings. Yeah, obviously. Anytime you start ranking anything, that's part of... Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's traffic. It brings traffic, and you're going to hurt feelings. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, NFL... Like, guys getting selected in the NFL or, like, you know, they'll... Some of them will take... Say stuff about, you know, where they get drafted. But I, I, I will say this. Like, a majority of those kids from Broward uh-huh. that went and got selected in the NFL draft this past year, and obviously a lot of them are ranked high, but I don't recall any of those kids ever complain about their ranking. Right. You know, it's just, it's a ranking, like, yeah. get, you know, pr- prove us wrong, or, you know, that's not going to dictate how, like, how your career goes. I mean... Say, could you say that again for the kids, man? Could you please say that for the kids? I mean, kids? We, we, like, K.J. Osborne, you mentioned him, the yeah. Miami. Like, dude, that kid was a two-star recruit. He goes to at IMG Academy, he was a two-star. He goes to Buffalo. You know, puts together a good career at Buffalo, ends up at Miami. I think he like owns the squat and back, or back squat and bench press record at Miami. 
in the weight room. And think of all the receivers that have came out. It, it, yeah, me, yeah, you know, so I'm saying, like, that doesn't dictate where you're going to go or anything right. like that. I mean, you know, that's... It's just you guys. It's, it's just you guys, your system, and you're trying to get... Well, the thing about it like this, I didn't, I didn't bring up this point. When, when are the rankings judged the most? Uh, Thursday night of the NFL draft, because yeah. everyone's going to pull up, oh, where's this kid ranked? Right. You know, no one else cares any other time. <laughs> That's why, you know, we're trying to get it right then. Right, right, That's right. why we're trying to get it right. So that's, you know. Right, so so one thing you just said, we good? One thing you just said, one thing you just said was, uh, if we haven't ranked you yet, it's because we're trying to get more information. Right. A lot of times we hear, man, well, if you don't go to the camp, they're not going to rank you. And people look at okay. it. Okay. <clears throat> so they look at it like. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's another pet peeve I have that. Here we go. So people think, <laughs> like, it's all, like, camp evaluations, like. Or like, oh, I don't, I, you know, I'm not a camp kid or anything like that. Like, okay, why, why do I like camps? Because I can see 100 kids in one stop. You just said it. Right. So right. if you're a kid in Gainesville or you're a kid in some, you know, not around me, you know, for me to go see you, that's a whole day for me. That's, right. you know, four-hour drive up, four-hour drive back. You know, right. you might not, there not, might not be another D1 player on the field. Like, so that's why, you know, I always try to tell kids, like, hey, man, like, I'm going to go to this camp. You should go to this camp. So that's going to give me the chance to, see, you know, see as many guys as I can. Right. And, like, that's why, like, the jam- the referee jamboree or, if, like, there's, there's you know, multiple things going on, then I'm obviously going to go where I'm going to get the most bang for right. my right. buck. Right. You know? right, right, right. It makes sense. It, it, no, it does. It makes sense. Right, but everybody, a lot of it looks. They look at it, try to. They look at it and they see it and they're thinking. Like, well, yeah, two, two four We don't put on camps. We don't pay for kids to go to camps or right. anything like that. I, you know, I know Rivals does their camp series, and you know, which is good for them because they get photos of all those kids and stuff. But like, it's not like you have to go to camps to get stars. I'm just saying right. it helps us see see you because we're going to be at those events normally. But the bottom line of it is, is that with the transfer portal on how college is going, you better. I just told a parent that the other night. Like they were like, "You got to help us out," and I was like, "Listen, oh you got to get you, you, y'all going to have to get moving because he's been hurt. He's been hurt. So y'all going to get moving, and y'all going to have to get to these college camps, and y'all have to get seen. So you, so even as a parent, y'all listen to what I'm saying now. Screw what stars and all of this. You're trying to be seen, and you're trying to market your son. You want to get seen. So don't look at it like it's a. It's not personal." You're trying to be seen as many times as possible. I think, you know, my, my big advice to not maybe not the, the blue chippers, uh, if you're like a 22 or, you know, a 22 that's under the radar or 23 or 24, look, man, I think there's – and I went to FAU, right? So I'm going to tell you right now, I think there's two extremely good opportunities the first week of that contact period. Uh-huh. June 1st, and I think it's June 7th, FIU is doing camps, right. one-day camps. Right. And I know Nebraska is going to be there. I know Ole Miss is going to be there. I know Florida State's going to be there. I know Georgia's going to be there. Um, and I think those are great opp- – I mean – FIU is doing the camp. FIU is putting on those camps. I think those are great opportunities because you're going to get sized up. Um, you know, I don't know if you can scratch numbers or anything like yeah. that. But, you know, they – College. When I go to a camp, and I get a sheet of numbers. I'm not looking at like the worst numbers. I'm just looking at the best. The numbers. best numbers, right? Right. So you're hoping to catch someone's eye, right? And I think those are two good opportunities. Um, and it, I, I tell kids, parents ask me all the time, like, uh, you know, 
what should my kid do? I'm like, if you go to a camp, man, you got to get try to take every rep. You got to fight for reps. Yeah. You know, right. you you can't be the guy that's at the back of the line. So shake hands and stuff too, man. Yeah, shake hands, shake hands, fight reps. Um, I mean, fight for reps. You got to get yourself seen. It's an yeah. opportunity. But listen, man, y'all stay locked in. Um, we're gonna be back with Andrew Alvarez, I think, man. In case you got to get out of here. Uh, I'm D Andrew. Hit the like, share. Oh, no,